Guys, our second sponsor for today's podcast is Alloy Sports. Look, I know a lot of y'all have listened to our podcast for a long time, but y'all are probably wondering by now where I get my stats and trends from. Well, if you want to build winning systems and use trends and stats like I do, download the Alloy Sports app. The the link is in my bio on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at TP3Bets. Go click on it. Download it, guys. I promise, guys, it will help you guys bet like a pro. If y'all want to use the same trends and everything I do, download it now. Alloy Sports, once again, that's A-L-L-O-Y. S-P-O-R-T-S, Alloy Sports. Y'all go download it and give them a listen. Okay, guys. I know y'all tuned into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started, um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is PrizePix. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with PrizePix platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys, you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over 7.5 rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on, on, and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR, Anything you could possibly want, it is on there. I promise, guys. Prize Picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3BETS. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3BETS if you want to sign up for Prize Picks. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penley, coming to you on Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. I am joined, as always, by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, how was the birthday, man? Birthday was great. Got shown a lot of love, a little family time. It was a good time. Hey, never enjoy enjoy a birthday better than that. Um, off air, guys, Ben told me he may or may not have uh, had a drink or two to celebrate his birthday. It was a rough Monday for the Ben Gorwitz guys, but he's back in here with us once again today. Ben, let's talk about these conference championship games. First of all, two years in a row where $100 or less could have won me 1000 on the 49ers to win the NFC. Two years in a row where I am left pretty upset. Luckily, this year, more so than last year, I had a whole half of football to get over it, unlike last year where it happened to me in the waning seconds. Ben, let's talk about it, man. What happened? You're a one seed. You're pretty happy right now. Both one seeds advanced to the Super Bowl. Um, one has demolished everything in their path to get there. That would be the Eagles. One has had to overcome a lot of adversity to get there, uh, meaning a lot of injuries. So all four teams that were left were all capable of winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think it would have shocked either of us if, if any of those four won it. Probably not too shocking that these two are in it. Um, and we're going to have a great Super Bowl. The The question is, what is that injury report going to look like for the Chiefs? Now, they do get two weeks off, but they have at least two receivers banged up. Kelsey, mm-hmm. even though Kelsey looked just fine. Mahomes, 
And then By the way, did you see how ridiculous those those uh, like reports were that came out of Cabal Kelsey? I saw he broke his back. I saw he tore a muscle. He looked fine to me. I heard that he may not play. The guy had like eight receptions in the game. He looked he looked like Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Kelsey brothers, first set of brothers to ever play against each other in a bowl game, or not in a bowl game, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, Ben, to watch the Kelsey brothers out there. I guess we got to talk about that game first, even though it was the second game on the day. Look, Ben, we talked about it on the podcast on on Thursday. I said whenever the goats in your sport are doubted, that's when they put all the doubters to rest. Everybody doubted Patrick Mahomes. They said he was injured. They said he wouldn't be able to get it done. They said it was Burrowhead. Not only did he hear everybody talking, but he went out there and performed. I mean, if he didn't fumble that ball, I think this game probably would have been over before that game-winning heroics they needed. Look, I get it, Bengals fans. I get it, everybody. You're complaining about the refs. The refs did make a pretty bad call, giving them multiple fourth downs in a row, or third downs in a row. But at the end of the day, that's on uh, – I forget how to pronounce his last name, Ojobi or whatever, or whatever his last name was, the defensive tackle. You can't push Mahomes in that situation. Look, you got to know the situation it is in the game. I don't care what's going on. That was the right call, and you got to be smarter than that to put yourself in the situation and make that dumb play where you push Patrick Mahomes after he goes out of bounds. Now, honestly, the part of it I love the most was hearing all of the players – after the game was over, just to talk about how much they heard all the talk and everything. Patrick or Travis Kelsey bur- burrowhead my ass when he called out the uh, mayor of Cincinnati. Yeah, it's called him a jabroni. I mean, that was hilarious. I thought Mahomes was pretty savage too in his interview. He wasn't as outspoken as the other guys were. But in his interview, he was like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll smoke a cigar if we win the Super Bowl. I thought that was the ultimate shot. Frank Clark was dropping F-bombs on national TV. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. I thought hearing all the, like, you didn't realize how much those Kansas City players were pissed off and annoyed by the team that had never won anything talking smack to them until they won that. I thought it was awesome, honestly, hearing that. Not never won anything. They had beaten them. Okay, had won the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Like, they took it personally, you know, and it really showed. It's kind of like, I heard a couple people make it. it is almost like when that uh, people were saying that Clyde Drexler, obviously me and Ben don't remember that, were better than Michael Jordan. We we were too young for that. But a lot of people were making that reference to everyone saying that Burrow was better than Mahomes. He heard the talk. I think Romo said up. it. Yeah, Romo said it too. I was I heard Bill Simmons talking about it on his podcast. I think a couple other people were too. It may have been Romo who, who originated it, but yeah. If you told every Bengals fan in the world – that you would have a tie game in the fourth quarter and you would have and the Bengals would have the ball. Why would anyone say no to that situation? Why would anyone think that they're not going to win? That's the situation that the Bengals had. They threw an interception. Now it wasn't a bad throw. It wasn't a dropped patch. It was an unbelievable play by the Kansas City rookie defender. But at the end of the day, you your team had the ball. Your quarterback, who you think is the best of the league, had the ball. He threw an interception on a two-minute drive. Would you think you weren't going to lose the game once Mahomes got it there? I mean, come on. That's what Mahomes does best. That's what. Think about if you were playing Tom Brady, right? The Bengals have the ball against Tom Brady, two minutes in the fourth quarter tie game. They throw an interception. Yeah, I think Tom Brady's going down to win that game, right? That's what happened. Yeah, you got screwed on a couple bad calls by the official by the officials. 
You had the ball with two minutes left in a tie game. Yep. At, that's why you lost the game. Because he gave the GOAT, the not the GOAT, the, the current day GOAT. Tom Brady's the GOAT. You gave Patrick Mahomes a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. When the Bengals had the football. That's how they lost the game. No, nah, I'm with you on that one, Ben. I mean, it's almost like when the bang or when that uh Saints fans complain about that no call in the NFC championship game. At the end of the day, they had multiple chances to win the game after, and Drew Brees threw an interception. So, I mean, they got the ball back. They had their chance and they couldn't convert on it. Tough luck. I mean, it sucks. It's pain if you're a Bengals fan. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of questions now in Cincinnati going ahead, but Kansas City gets it done it's at the kinda house. like it's, it's kinda like the situation was or would be when there was two minutes left in Cincinnati at the ball, it's kind of like if you start in overtime. Cincinnati won the coin toss. Yeah, they want to score first. Mm-hmm. Or at least in the old rules. I think now both teams get a chance, right? Uh, yeah, both teams do get a chance now. But before they – before, I mean, chances are you stopping Mahomes on defense to win, to win a game or to force overtime are a lot lower than when the Bengals' offense has the ball trying to win a game. And they gave up their chance by throwing an interception – and it's tough to stop Mahomes to force overtime. They didn't do it. They got a couple bad calls, but don't throw an interception. Yeah, I and mean, it's shitty. That's just the way it goes, you know. Again, it was not a bad throw at all. It was like a perfect throw. Yeah. But it was also a perfect defensive play. Um, go make a play. Whoever the receiver was, go make a play. Exactly. That's what it's about, man. At the end of the day, the plays you make are what get you there. I thought Kansas City's corners played exceptionally well on Chase and Higgins throughout the game. Tyler Boyd went down. You can't complain about that because Kansas City had tons Sneed of injuries. Ladarius Sneed went down, too. There were, like, three rookie corners. Yeah, he went down on, like, the second or third play of the game, too. It was, like, right out the gate on that first drive for the Bengals. He went down. Um, Ben, anything else on this game before you think we should move to the next? No, I think we can move on to the next one. Take us away. Can you still hear me? I think my phone just froze. Yeah, no, I can still hear you. You are frozen okay, though, on so, the picture. Um, it, this got to a point to where when the 49ers had no hope at quarterback, which was pretty much when Brock Purdy got hurt, mm-hmm. um, they had a slim chance of maybe Josh Johnson could just pull something out for the boys. And once you saw that he couldn't do anything and then he got hurt, They had no quarterback option. I mean, Brock Purdy looked like he told Kyle Shanahan that he can't grip the football. We now know he has a torn UCL. He's been sidelined for about six months. It almost looked like the Eagles kind of put the hands up, took the foot off the gas a little bit. They're just coasting down the highway at that point. They had already gotten a couple stops up by a couple possessions. I don't think the Eagles offense looked tremendous in, in that game. But their offensive line played well again. Uh, they got good news with Landon Dickerson, Landon Dickerson, who got hurt in the game. Yep. Um, he should be able to go to the Super Bowl as long as he pays with the pad. You know, Hurts missed a couple of deep balls. But again, now he's got two more weeks to get healthy. I think Jalen will be pretty close to 100% unless he needs some kind of surgery in the offseason. They just look good. They're, they're rolling past everyone. The defensive line continues uh, to wreak havoc. And give quarterbacks nightmares in the backfield. Um, their secondary is is playing well, They're tackling in open space well. Offensive line is really controlling the line of scrimmage. They're really controlling in all cylinders. I know we'll talk about the the Super Bowl more, but it almost is, seems too easy for the Eagles to win this Super Bowl, right? 
they're the better team, top to bottom, because especially because of the injuries um, that the Chiefs have. One team's rolling, one team's limping in there. It just seems too easy. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Ben. It does feel a little too easy here. I'm not going to go ahead and give away my Super Bowl pick as anything, as we do have a little bit of time before we make that. Look, I personally think the 49ers would have won this game had there not been the injury to Brock Purdy. First, My first beef here, look, the Eagles won the game. I can't take away from that. It pretty much looked over at that point once that uh, Brock Purdy got injured. But first of all, the NFL has been expediting these reviews all game long, all season long, yet they don't even expedite the review on the Devontae Smith catch. I thought that was pretty – I thought that, that was just like – I don't know. I had some beef with that, first of all. Then once, like once Brock Purdy got hurt, it felt pretty lifeless there for a while. Then, like you said, it felt like the Eagles took their foot off the gas, and then all of a sudden the 49ers come down and tie the game up. Then on that drive, I mean, it really felt like to me, look, there was definitely some penalties on the 49ers. On the play where they called the hands of the face, yes, he put his hands in the face. It was a penalty. But he also got given a bear hug by the def- by the offensive lineman. I mean, it should have been a holding penalty as much as it was hands in the face. It really felt like the NFL stepped in at that point and said, look, we don't want to see a fourth-string quarterback in the Super Bowl. The Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Once Josh Johnson fumbled that snap, the game was over. Once, I mean, it felt like there <laughs> was like no Cam life. Newton, he didn't jump on it either. <laughs> yeah, there was no life left in the 49ers after that happened at that point. I mean, the entire second half, you, uh, they just looked like the 49ers got punched in the face, you know, and they were all woozy, and that was basically just them standing up as long as they had to before they got completely knocked out of that one. I mean, it was sad. Got a it question sucks. for you. What's up? In an NFL fight, you can keep the pads on, or we or we put some like boxing gloves on them. Who wins in a fight, Trent Williams or Nadama Kung Sue? Did you see Trent Williams just absolutely throw another human being like that? Yeah. And Nadama um, Kung Sue, I mean, when he barrels his chest up with someone like he's ready to go, I mean, I, I wouldn't mess with him. It's tough. I'd probably say Sue just because Sue is just one is a, just a nasty guy and I wouldn't want anything to do with him. So I'm going to say Sue, but I mean, I think they're both minus 110 going into that fight. Yeah, that game got really physical. Um, it was physical before Trent Williams decided to throw another human being like he did. Yeah. Um, that's unfortunate. You only get so many chances to go to a championship game to possibly reach a Super Bowl. Shanahan... I feel like he's he's maxed, almost like maxed out his chances. I'm not saying he's never going to get back, but he's been there, uh, offensive coordinator with the Falcons. He's been there three times, mm-hmm. twice with the Niners and once with the Falcons. Which of the NFC Championship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. That's right. And he, and the no, time three had- times with the Niners, once with the Falcons, because they went the last two years and they went to the Super Bowl that one year. Okay, so he's two and two in those chances. So not bad, but like. How many times is he gonna is he gonna go and something goes wrong for his team? I mean, the 49ers, have you seen their injury history with quarterbacks over the last like five, six years? Yeah. They haven't it's... had a quarterback play all 16, 17 regular season games. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it just feels like and now curse. you go back to Lance because yeah. um Purdy's out for six months. Yeah, I mean, Ben, what what's what do you think is going to happen with the 49ers quarterbacks? I think if that they had won that game, I think game, it's Lance. I, I think they like Lance. I think if they won that game, it'd be Purdy's job next year. Mm-hmm. Um, if he hadn't got injured, I should say. Uh, I think they like Lance a lot. I mean, they never traded him. 
Uh, I think Jimmy G's gone, and we go back to the Jimmy G carousel. You know, where will he land? But, yeah, I, th- I think it's Trey Lance. Um, because by default, I guess. I think they like him. I do, I do think they like yeah. him. But, yeah, I mean, Purdy will come back eventually and be the backup. I think it is going to be two things are going to happen here. First of all, Jimmy G is gone. I don't think he'll ever take another snap in a 49er uniform. Second of all, I do think that this is one option here. I think they're going to shop Trey Lance, see what they can get for him. If they don't like what they can get, then it's going to be Trey Lance playing quarterback and also Brock Purdy. If that they get what they like to see for Trey Lance, he will be gone, and I think it's going to be Brock Purdy, and they're going to bring back a good old Matt Ryan to play quarterback for them. Oh, I mean, God. people people are saying possibly Brady. People are saying possibly Rodgers. I mean, Ben, you said to me on text earlier, they said that they're only trading Rodgers to the AFC. They're not letting him stay in the NFC, so I think Rodgers out of the question. That's what Schefter believes. Yeah, that's what Schefter believes. It's not finalized yet, but he said he can't see them trading him to an NFC team, trading him to an NFC team. Yeah, I mean, a a package of Trey Lance, though, and a first-round pick, I mean, would be a good return for Aaron Rodgers, but I doubt they would still do it. Um, I think Tom Brady also, too. I feel like that they don't want to get in the Tom Brady business as it is a very risky business to get into here. I think it's going to end up being a combination of... Take Brady over Ryan. Yeah, but Ryan's going to be a heck of a lot cheaper. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill is going to be an option for someone. I don't know if he's sticking in Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill will be a starter, in my opinion, somewhere. I've seen uh, Trey Lance rumored to get traded to Tennessee, so... It's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out, Ben. It's going to be a wild offseason. Once Lamar Jackson becomes an Atlanta Falcon, I think Jimmy G does fit in with that Ravens squad as long as they get him weapons. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, to see how that everything really plays out this offseason. There's going to be a lot Baltimore's, of players moving. Baltimore is going to be fascinating unless they just re-sign Lamar. Then, then yeah. they just need weapons at that point. But if they lose Lamar – that's a really good defense, a really good coach, a really good organization. Um, I would be very in, in a very tough division. I would be very mm-hmm. interested what, how quickly and in, in who they get because they need, they're going to compete. Yeah, no, they definitely will. I mean, I've seen all types of crazy rumors swirl around about where where everybody's going to go and who's going to be who. I've even if, seen if them. Lamar, si- if I've Lamar seen- leaves, I think mm-hmm. this would be one of the more interesting. NFL off seasons we've had in a long time because then you get to see, well, what do the bears do with all their cap space? Yep. We think, we think they have a quarterback that can at least propel them, you know, you know, forward, maybe mm-hmm. like the Jags, the bears could maybe do that. If they get Justin Fields some help, um, the Jags should be much better next year. The entire AFC North is interesting. The NFC South is crumbling and we need to know where Brady goes like this. A lot of stuff needs to get figured out in the offseason with a lot of big names involved. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, Ben. I mean, there's even going to be players that get cut, too, like Khalil Mack's probably going to get cut because he's due $22 million. I mean, it's, it's going to be a big offseason. I expect this to be the probably the biggest offseason in NFL history with how much quarterbacks and how much guys change hands this, this year. Is Khalil Mack at this point, is he – would he just – is he he's still producing enough to be like a Von Miller to go to a contender and still get a lot of money? I think he's still producing enough. I mean, he had a pretty good year this year for the Chargers. And at the end of the day, I mean, you saw a Von Miller got. I mean, I assume Khalil Mack's definitely going to get Von Miller numbers considering he's That's way younger like than he someone, is. I was just thinking, like, if he was towards the end of his you know career, it'd be someone like the Falcons that bring in 
And then, so you could just maybe teach some of our young linemen how to rush the passer better. Cause we haven't had a good pass rusher. Vic Beasley had one year since Jonathan Abraham. I would love to see a Khalil Mack in a Falcons uniform. Like I bet those Cardinals players learned a lot from JJ Watt this past year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would love to see a guy like Khalil Mack in a Falcons uniform. We need a pass rusher. Like you said, we haven't had an elite guy since Jonathan Abraham. I don't even count Vic Beasley. He somehow got the luckiest he had the one year. Yeah, he had the luckiest year in NFL history. He, he did not have a single sack against a starting offensive lineman. So I don't know how he managed to get that. So hey, he got the sacks done. That's all that matters. Um Ben, let's talk about some uh, – wait, do you have any more takeaways for the um, conference chamber? Nah. All right, let's let's talk about some uh, off-season things coming up here, Ben. Chargers, they bring in fired offensive coordinator from the Cowboys, Kellen Moore. What do you think? Uh, well, they acted quickly. Um, I think they hired him in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. I, think uh, it's a, I think it's a good hire. I don't know – I, I don't I don't think he is the problem for the Cowboys. I think Dak's inconsistency is a Cowboys problem. I think Mike McCarthy in big games is a is a Cowboys problem. I think Jerry Jones being too hands-on is a Cowboys problem. I was a little shocked they fired him. Yeah. I mean, I was a little shocked to see him get fired as well. I did not think that he should have been. I mean, when you look at that offense, unless really... maybe maybe Jerry Jones is committed, he's committed to Dak money wise. Maybe he said what are your thoughts on Kellen Moore? If he, maybe he thought they weren't clicking together. Yeah, I mean, Kellen Moore, at the end of the day, they had an average depth target of 8.2 yards per attempt. Um, that was one of the top – that was a uh, top 10 in the league. I mean, I'm, when you look at the Chargers, they're last on that was 6.3 yards per attempt. So I thought that was a good move there. Obviously, too, Kellen Moore, has a, they have a good, you know, run offense. I personally thought it was a stupid move by them, and I thought Kellen let me, Moore – Let me ask you something. They lost uh-huh. Amari Cooper – who I think you would agree is a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Is CeeDee Lamb a wide receiver one? Yeah, I think CeeDee Lamb is. I think CeeDee Lamb's one of the top 10 best receivers in the league. I I think so too. I, I It's not like the – I don't think the Cowboys offense has really been the issue. Um, since Dak has come back from that major issue, injury, it's been an issue. And that's, I think, because Dak keeps throwing interceptions. Yeah, and it's not like that it's uh, – what's his fa- – it's not like it's Kellen Moore's fault that Dak's not taking care of the football – I think ultimately what happened is they he ended up being the fall guy, and they basically basically I mean I I said to Ben that they are probably putting um McCarthy in a kind of do or die spot so they can bring in Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton just got named the head coach of the Denver Broncos about and an hour or two ago. Apparently, the Cowboys were looking into an old like a Saints offensive coordinator or an old Saints offense. I was like, oh, maybe they are trying to get Sean Payton, but not anymore. Also, yeah. like Kellen Moore, like I'm not saying Dallas is a bad place by any means, but now he gets to go live in Los Angeles. I don't think he's and gets to work with Justin Herbert, who I make fun of a lot, but he's still he's better than Dak. Um, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Eckler, like yeah, his life I think just improved. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it's a blessing in disguise for Kellen Moore that he gets to go out to L.A. and, and maybe he the gets the head coaching job when Staley gets fired after 2023. Also, another good point there, Ben. I didn't even think about that till just now. Um, then we had two other coaches get uh, hired today. The Denver Broncos bringing Sean Payne as their head coach. Look, this one pissed me off because as a Falcons fan, now the Saints get a first round pick and either a second or a fourth from the Broncos because he was still under contract. So 
They get basically get free draft capital because of it. Ultimately, though, it's a great hire. I mean, when I think of the way Russell Wilson plays, it reminds me a lot of similarities to the way that Drew Brees played. Sean Payton, I mean, this guy was able to make the playoffs with Taysom Hill, taking the majority of snaps at quarterback one season. This guy's an absolute quarterback guru. He's one of the best and smartest coaches in the league. A++++ for Denver. I think he was the best possible coach any team could hire in the NFL at this point. Yeah, I mean, you. there's no one that can say Sean Payton's the bad NFL football coach by any means. He's a great football coach. Uh, Russell Wilson still has something in him. I, I think you wouldn't have said that for – about 60% of the season of this year, but towards the end when Nathaniel Hackett got fired, Russell Wilson looked fine. He was putting up better numbers. Judy was uh, having some big games at wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, this offense has a lot of weapons for for uh, Sean Payton to, to work with. Um, and this is like a much better hire since I know Elway doesn't – he's not like the, the general manager anymore, but I know he's mm-hmm. still involved. Out of all the decisions the Broncos have made recently about quarterbacks brought in and coaches brought in, the tandem of Russell Wilson and Sean Payton is by far the best. Yeah, no, that is a good point as well, Ben. Definitely. That is definitely the best he's had to work with so far. So it's a great tandem. Yeah. Denver home run a plus plus there for them. And they also have that. They have an extra first round pick from the Bradley Chubb trade. So it's not like them losing that first round pick bites that, that much. If anything, you know, it kind of is what it is at this point. Um, Ben, let's also talk about your 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 old Alabama guy, Ben, pointed out to me in the green room before we got things going. D'Amico Ryan's now the head coach for the Texans. What do you think about this one? Very deserving. One of the best defensive coordinators in football, if not the very best. And I think he was getting interviewed by uh, multiple teams, and, and he picked the Texans. Congrats to him. Um, remember on Twitter when, when Lovey Smith got hired? It's a lot of people like – the Texans, the Texans ownership is racist, which he might be. I think he's had some trouble with some comments in the past, but no, Lovey Smith was just a bad coach. Okay. I mean, Lovey Smith didn't even have, he couldn't even make a bowl. I'm pretty sure when he was the head coach at Illinois, he couldn't. Lovey <laughs> yeah. Smith has been a bad coach for a long time. Mm-hmm. Miko Ryan's now gets his shot. I think it's a six year deal. Yeah. If he's fired within the first two years, I think you can say the guy's racist, but I don't think that's going to happen. J.J. Watt seemed to be fired up about this hire as well, by the way. Yeah, D'Amico Rides did play for the Texans, and he's one of their best players that they've ever had. So I think Young coach. Fact, yep. I think the fact they bring him in, and he actually is the third black head coach they've hired in a row because David Coley was also African-American as well as Lovey Smith is too. So at least they're trying to do something good on that end of things. But, yeah, ultimately, though, I thought this was a pretty good hire. And, you know, usually He's got to get himself an offensive coordinator that can run his own ship. We talked about this with the Jets. Um, I think they hired like Mike LaFleur. Yeah. Um, well, you know what he's going to do, don't you? He's just going to take somebody off that Shanahan staff because they already have, they breed offensive gurus out there. So I think he'll be all right on that end. But yeah, look, usually for guys like D'Amico Ryans and guys who become the head coach of teams like the Texans, I would say good luck, buddy. But you have the number two pick. You have multiple first round picks from the Deshaun Watson trade. I think this is a good spot for a head coach to step in. I think this is the right time for somebody to step in and take over this dumpster fire and establish a winning culture. Yeah, he'll probably get a new quarterback to work with as well. Yep. Um, Ben, anything else you want to talk about NFL-wise before we call it a podcast? Um, Nah, I'll save that for another day. All right, guys, this will be our only podcast for this week. Next week, we will be back. As long as there's nothing huge that comes out this week, this will be our last podcast for the week. 
We'll be back next week. Super Bowl podcast. It is time. Um, got the NBA trade deadline coming up soon. There will be a podcast for that. Um, there'll be NFL free agency podcasts, NFL offseason podcasts, baseball, everything, guys. Trust me, just because football is coming to an end doesn't mean we are. Ben, it's been a pleasure as always. Yes, sir. Well, everyone have a good night, and we'll talk to you all again soon.